Hello, everyone, and welcome to what was supposed to be the Friday edition of the show, if I didn't work so late. Welcome to one of the first ever Saturday editions of the show. Normally, if I record an episode on the weekend like this, it usually means there's a guest here. And then it goes up on one of the days next week to line up with some special event. But no, here I am at my computer... After being semi-busy for pretty much all of today, from going to an event, to building a Lego, to now doing this. Because even on the weekend, I still find time to build myself some Legos. Well, anyway, of course, if you're new to the show and haven't ever listened, please consider hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening, as it is free to do so and is the best way to support the show, as well as following over on Twitter and Truths social, and subscribing to the Substack. So, uh, if you follow me over on Twitter and uh, True Social, uh, you would know that, yes, there was no show on Friday due to the fact that I I, uh, I worked a little later than I was hoping. I um, And, well, that... Uh, that, uh, that led to, of course, by the time... It, of me getting home and eating food and everything, it was super late. I was super tired, and honestly, I also had to get up early even, like, this morning, and I was just utterly tired, and I basically went to bed pretty, pretty much, you know, soon after I got home. So, I, I was not, I, I like, I finished up everything, and I was just, tired as all hell. So, well, here we are. It's Saturday, which is weird to say. And well, what better way to start a Saturday evening than, of course, another L from Kareen John Pierre. Yeah, thank you. What was the White House's reaction to Governor Ron Santos's education department blocking the teaching of AP African American Studies? Uh, saying it violates Florida's new uh, state law and, quote, significantly lacks educational value. Does uh, the White House have concerns about this action by the DeSantis administration? So, first of all, I want to be very clear. The administration does not dictate uh, any curriculum for local schools. That is Good. It's not something uh, that we do here, but there is something that we do want to comment. It is, um, it is in in incomprehensible that uh, to see that uh, this is what uh, this ban or this block, to be more specific, uh, that DeSantis has put forward. If you think about the study of black Americans, that is what he wants to block. Uh, and, and, and again, these types of actions aren't new. They are not new from, from what we're seeing, especially from Florida, sadly. Florida currently bans teachers uh, from, take, from talking about who they are and who they love, as we've yeah, no, that's not true, Kareem, and neither is the part about the African studies thing. So, um, let me give you a little update on that whole African studies and what was mentioned in the question. Is it true that, yes, they are banning African studies, but here's why. Inside of African studies is not really discussing black people, it's just talking about queerness and CRT and a bunch of critical race theory. So, uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't work out too well. Yeah, I'm sorry, but in the great state of Florida, 
uh, critical race theory, which is essentially teaching modern racism to college students who are complete fucking morons, and which, you know, uh, you know, I, I would be one of them, but I don't, I'm not currently enrolled in that shit, as well as the fact that, uh, no, teachers can say those things, it's just, why would they? Especially to, like, people who are in kindergarten all the way through, like, third grade. Okay, I'm gonna be real fucking honest, I don't give a rat's ass who you wanna fuck. Especially not at those ages, I don't. I really, 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 really don't care. And in middle school, still don't care. Like, you know those about presentations? The only reason I like those is because I'm not doing anything. I don't have to pay attention that hard. I can just sit there and not care what you're, what you're having to do. Alright? So, not, not really true either way, both against black people or against people of different sexualities. But, you know, I mean, it's the, it's the White House for you. They, they've always got terrible fucking answers for everything. Speaking of terrible answers to things, so I know this is going to be crazy to think, that uh, how, how could we have possibly not found this person? I mean, there's not this many people that could have possibly, you know, leaked such a ruling that, to anybody. So obviously, back in May of uh, last year, a draft opinion of, a, of one of the most important court cases of this millennia happened, where Roe v. Wade was overturned, and it put it sent the rights or the whole abortion debate back to the states where it always belonged and not in the federal government. And well, right afterwards, the uh, well, you know, the the actual uh, marshal was of the court was you know fully you know given the role to you know review and look. And, well, what did we get? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. A whole, what is this, 20, 20, like, 20 page actual, like, report of stuff in a total of 23 pages. And what did we get out of it? A whole load of fucking nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing out of it. Absolutely fucking nothing. We, we literally, you know, like, guys, we could, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was, like, one person that, like, everyone pointed to that's, like, this looks to be the most likely person. It sh the husband has connections to the ties of the fucking person who got the story, who then wrote the article. This woman literally works with the one of the Supreme Court justices of the Supreme Court. Like, it was a whole ordeal. But, you know, I, I guess that, uh, well, yeah, no. So, but, yeah, apparently they're going to, I guess, looking, it says court investigators will continue following up on leads if more information is learned. In the meantime, the court has already taken steps to increase security, tighten controls regarding the handling of uh, sensitive documents. Most significantly, the Chief Justice has also directed a comprehensive review of the court's information document security protocols, to negate the risk of future incidents. So, yay. Good job, everyone. I'm glad that that, that, that 
really took care of things. Uh, fucking idiots. I seriously, how how hard? It, like, it's not like you know, in it's not like the entirety of like this leak is like there's like you know, ten you know thousands of people to go through. There's like maybe at most like what. 50-ish people to go through that could possibly be like a leaker inside of there maybe if that that so yeah not not a not a great great look for the supreme court of the united states in terms of their sort of i guess ineptitude to not be able to they're just sort of lack of being able to find the answers to the overall issue at heart. Well, it is time for your daily Davos update. I would say daily, but that wouldn't mean that there would actually have been five shows this week. So really, it's your weekend Davos update where we're going to absolutely... I'm going to show you just a lot of stuff. So, uh, Al Gore was, of course, this piece of shit. Uh, Al Gore was at the, is, of course, at the World Economic Forum. And, uh, well, he kind of lets out a, a cat from the bag that a lot of us already figured about a certain act that passed that has a very deceptive name. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll let him fully uh, explain. In my country, we passed the... Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act, $369 billion, which will actually be much larger than that because the heavy lifting is done by tax credits that uh, are very long-term, some of them actually open-ended, uh, and the early investments that have already been triggered by it uh, give a great deal of reason, uh, many reasons for believing it's going to be much larger than $369 billion. So I'm very encouraged by that. Oh, oh well, I'm... I'm oh, you're, wait, you're telling me the Inflation Reduction Act wasn't about reducing inflation at all? That's, that's crazy, man. That's real... Real crazy. I, I could have never expected an act called such a thing that would never would never be you know actually for reducing inflation and then of course uh Al Gore then goes on to uh, also claim something else about renewable energy in a, in another clip that I have for you careful uh, about that there's more good news as well on the technology front as Andrew said we have the technologies we need the international energy agency says for a 50% reduction we have all the technologies we need with proven deployment models already available to us. The next 50% after 2030, we have the technologies that are in development. We see the pathway uh, to improve them. We know how to get there. Uh, we've already seen last year, if you look at all the new electricity generation installed worldwide, 90% of it was renewable. It's now the cheapest source of electricity in almost the entire uh, planet. Uh, secondly, uh, electric vehicles for the transportation sector. The penetration has reached the 10% level in multiple geographies. That's the point where you often see an inflection uh, going much higher. Norway's already at 50%. All the automakers are going in that direction. 
business uh, is leading. Andrew and Mark, of course, uh, are two wonderful examples. There are many others. And yeah, so um, renewable energy is now the cheapest source. Man, someone should tell China that so maybe they'll stop making so many damn fucking coal-fired plants. You know, you should really tell India and China that. You know, maybe, maybe they'll cut down on their fucking emissions, you elitist assholes. Fucking stupid cunts. Also, uh, it's real cool that, like, Norway is at 50% uh, percent in... Uh, in just, you know, vehicle, uh, electric vehicle adoption. I, I would just like to remind you um, that, that Nor Norway, Norway's population it is um, f five, 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 five and a half million people. Like, they, they're, they're, um, yeah. Yeah. Just thought I I would let you let you know. So it's not exactly hard to out of all of the motorists on on the road in a in a country like Norway to get up to fifty percent adoption rate into. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I would just like to, to remind you, um, this is Al Gore, the person who was supposed to be, who, uh, if you ask a lot of, uh, Democrats who are old enough that are from before, you know, like, 9-11, and they actually, like, remember it, and they're, like, into their, like, you know, older 20s, and, you know, you know, the typical, like, leftist, uh, they'll, they'll literally tell you that, uh, George Bush cheated in the election, and that Al Gore was meant to be president. Imagine this jackass being the fucking president. Seriously, can you imagine this jackass being fucking president? Uh, believe me, um, because he's about to have a bit of a, a rant moment, where um, you're really not gonna wanna take this guy fucking seriously, as uh, he's about to tell you about some weird weather events that are gonna sound really weird when he puts them that way. And uh, yeah, not. Not really the case. We're going to bring these emissions down. And, and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context, people are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space. That's the, that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the troposphere. Uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling. Um, okay, I want, I'm going to replay that. Keep in mind, he's talking about a nuclear fucking bomb, okay, when he says all of the carbon emissions. I want you to, to really think about that in perspective. 100,000 amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single... 600,000 Hiroshima... 
Hiroshima style bombs? I'm I'm sorry. But um that's that's not that big. I know it sounds big for the sake of like exaggeration, but like you know that's really not like so little boy was the bomb that was dropped onto on on to Hiroshima in World War Two. It is a fifteen kiloton bomb, right? And and it killed what? How many how many total people in like the city at the time? Uh, let's see. As should say, maybe deaths. Is that? Um, I mean, uh, it doesn't really fucking say. I mean, sir, it, it it like it's not the biggest, you know, bomb. Like, here, uh, let me try to really give you a sort of idea as to just how how just small this is. So let's take like one of the most, you know, like, like most, you know, well, even, okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, so, uh, where the fuck is it? Um, 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 where is it? Okay. So here's, okay. I'm literally on the nuke map website in which I also have Hiroshima 1945 pulled up. And so I'm going to hit detonate here. So in total, right? Where's the where's the where's the amount of just death? Um, um, um man, this has changed a lot since I was a kid. So or when I was in like 7th grade. So in total the the amount of people that were killed basically like instantly is about 96,280 and that's because Hiroshima was like a wooden a wooden city back like a long time ago so let's go to like fucking Tokyo Japan like we're talking about like pretty main you know one of the most populated cities 120,000 that doesn't seem that seems still like a lot but that's until you realize that Tokyo as a whole has thir- almost 14 million people in it. That's practically, you could practically, like, like sneezing. Like, this is not to make light of the situation, but 600,000 of these going off, and the amount of heat you would think they would produce, that's not that many. But, of course, his unhinged rant continues day on the earth that's what's boiling the oceans creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and rain what the fuck is a rain bomb like what 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 is what is a fucking rain bomb sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of these are so many contradictory statements and it's boil so he B- boiling the oceans, then it's creating rain bombs, and then that 
sucks moisture out of the land and then that creates the drought. What the fuck? It melts. It melts. Climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? Yeah, but uh, those like million are usually all in like, you know, are like that's usually like groups of people like coming into like one area. That means that that billion would have to be going into like a country or like multiple countries. And also, climate refugees are expected to reach by 1 billion. I really want to know where people are getting that number from. Because I've seen it a few times now. And I would really, really like to know where they're getting the number 1 billion climate refugees from. And like, where, where are they coming from? Like, where in the world are they coming from? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And we need have had. And we need to make some changes. We gonna Some changes. Uh, I would just, just like to remind you that these people are literally based on the entire principle that... Um, that they literally want to kill billions of people so that they, the planet will stop being so overpopulated. So, I, I mean, uh, it really, really just doesn't make them look that easy, as well as the fact that uh, another Davos uh, speaker had uh, this to say about uh, what he wants, uh, a, what he's calling for, you know, a billion people to just stop doing food for all 8 billion people in this world. So it's a very important point that you are addressing. Um, my daughter, 24, inspired me and said that, how can you advocate for these zero carbon value chains if you still eat meat? And so I stopped eating meat. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat uh, 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes, but if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation of food systems. And I predict that we will have proteins not coming from um, meat in the future they will probably taste even better. So why are we trying to mimic meat if we can have a better taste? They will be zero carbon and much healthier than the kind of food that we eat today. That is a mission that we need to get on. I can inspire you to maybe look at an organization called EAT, easy to remember, EAT, <laughs> who have all the facts on this and who have the policies necessary, the innovations necessary, and the scale necessary in order to make food systems, sustainable, and healthy. Oh, well, that, that's good. That's great. Yeah, no, a, a billion people should just stop eating meat. Um, so, uh, I'm pretty sure a billion plus people already don't eat meat every day, so do we need, like, another billion people to, to stop? Because I, I can't, I can't do it, man. 
Like I will be I'll be like tried in like the the Hague or like just being hung for like crimes against humanity. I'm gonna have to like dog, you know how like people go to like back alleys for like meth? I'll be going to like back alleys for fucking chicken dog. I'll be, like, being back there doing, like, just ridiculously crazy things for just a 12-count of nugs from Chick-fil-A, okay? Alright? Like, I cannot... I'm not... Like, unless, like, you know, somehow, some way, bugs are just as tasty as chicken, then maybe. Maybe. But, like... If bugs and insects, like they want us to eat, are not as good as the fantastic chicken, okay? Chicken is my favorite meat. You know, some guys out there, they like steak, but I love, love chicken, okay? Literally for dinner, I ate Chick-fil-A. Yesterday for dinner, I had canes, raising canes. I eat chicken all the goddamn time. I eat so much fucking chicken that literally people in my own personal life can usually predict the two places I go to, okay? I have calculated out how many times when I get my main order at Chick-fil-A, how many times I need to go there to reach the max level in terms of Chick-fil-A's statuses in the app, okay? Within me not even being on the app for, like, what? I've been maybe using it for, like, maybe at most coming up soon, like, sometime this year. Like, maybe a whole year, but, like, even then, like, I, I'm, I'm literally, like, I'm, I'm, I just, I just eat so much fucking chicken. I do. I eat so much chicken. All the time. I am constantly eating chicken. Constantly. And so now, like, you're trying to tell me I've got to, I got to give up eating meat? Nah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. And also, by the way, veganism, not as environmentally friendly as you would think. It literally, veganism does more harm to the environment than just standard farming. So, yikes. So, um, well, over in Davos, of course, you know, several different things are sort of going on. And happening behind sort of closed doors that tend to get out to the public. And, well, one of those things is uh, apparently uh, some CEOs would just like for ESG to go away. That's right. At a cocktail party this weekend, one executive told Dealbook something he, om he and most attendees at the forum would mostly never say in public, I hope ESG just goes away. The executive whose company is involved in the carbon industry clarified that he still believes that it is vital to focus on climate, but that environmental, social, and corporate governance, as the business approach is formally known, has become too broad and distracting. He's just one of many executives who have talked to Dealbook about coming to terms with how politically charged ESG has become and about to deal with. So, yeah, no, apparently there's, you know, just some people in fucking, you know, basically in just the business and just even there, 
that are just wanting to get away from ESG. They just hope it just goes away. I got some news for you. It's never going away. And, well, if you're a lady out there who likes to be on the promiscuous side and likes to absolutely get that bag and... OF just isn't for you, but really fucking dudes in uh, business suits are uh, for you, well, then, well, by God, um, then uh, you might as well just uh, go to Davos every every year when it happens. Because, uh, well, it seems that uh, lots of sex workers are in Davos... Why? Because they're offering their services to the rich and powerful, with some said to be charging 2500 a night. One, uh, who um, goes by the name Liana, told a German newspaper that she frequently provides service to an American attendee at Davos who pays 7750 per hour or 2500 to spend the whole night. She added she also dresses in business attire in order to blend in with the crowd. A woman who manages an escort service based in a Swiss town that's located about 100 miles from Davos told, you know, another outlet that she received 11 bookings and 25 inquiries, and that was just the beginning. Some also book, you know, escorts for themselves or employees to party in their hotel suite. I mean, th this is this is wild. I mean, if you just if you just want to know, you know how wild this shit is. Okay, this one girl is straight up posting shit on social media. Here, I'll turn off the music so I don't get a fucking copyright claim. But still, it's it, it's crazy because I, I probably would get a copyright claim. It, it, so basically, in the video, and it, it's available in the article. This woman is walking down these steps, barefoot, you know, like, th this is the most, like, movie shit I have ever seen. She is walking down at the ho- down a luxury hotel's, like, like, steps at 4 a.m. barefoot. Like, this is- this is the most, like- like, escort- like, she's literally wearing a bathrobe, dude. Like, this is the most escort shit, like, out of a movie I think I've ever seen. Okay, like, in this hotel, this hotel looks super nice. And, I mean, literally, she- this woman does not give a flying fuck. Okay, she is, like, just- she's just posting straight up to Twitter, literally in a tweet- Date in Switzerland during WWF means looking at the gun nuzzles of security guards in the hotel corridor at 2 a.m. and then sharing the uh, giveaway chocolates from the restaurant with them and gossip about the rich. Imagine at 2 fucking a.m. Uh, dude, I uh, dude, there's some times when I, I just look in the mirror and I'm like, I you know, I want to be like the the just the the security detail or like the assistant for just one of these people. Because this is wild, okay? You're in the security detail, and at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, you just see, like, this prostitute walk out of the fucking room, and you just start talking with her like it's completely normal. 
like this just happens anywhere this dude goes like he has a wife and family at home but he just had to he just couldn't bring him with him and he just fucks a prostitute at this event and then they're just eating chocolate together out in the hallway at 2 fucking a.m. just talking with a guy like it's crazy to me like th- this is just wild like seriously i mean you know like it, 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 this is just crazy to me you know but hey apparently uh she also um uh you know she won't you know of course uh you know she won't of course say the names of the people uh but yeah but she said believe me you don't want to get into the litigation with them uh she tweeted that politicians are unlikely to slit the services because uh, that would be a very big issue. Mainly, it would be business people. But, uh, yeah. They have neither the time nor the desire. You have to choose between a drug, sex, or political power. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a, what a, what a wild thing for, uh, for Davos. To have going on. People talking about how they don't want ESG. And uh, well. If uh, you're a guy of business. Businessy uh, sort of stuff. Then I guess you can also get your dick wet. With the local hoes. That come to town. <laughs> Talk about how we want to. How we want to make people own nothing by 2030 and then go back to my hotel room, get completely high off your fucking ass with, like, cocaine or whatever, and then just fuck a prostitute. Well, welcome to Davos, everyone, where we fly in on private jets, we leave on private jets, and we really are solving the climate crisis, one climate-causing thing at a time. Well, uh, it didn't take long for uh, the Secret Service to then uh, backtrack on that whole, you know, not having a uh, visitor's log. No, no, they they do have information on it, but uh, during the time he kept classified records in, uh, you know, in the garage, you know, I mean, we don't independently maintain our own visitor logs because it's a private residence. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's a uh, very very cool. Um. Yeah. No. Not 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 great. Doesn't doesn't make you uh, look uh, look good. As well as the fact that actually before I uh, I started recover cover or recording, uh, six more uh, classified documents were found in his possession. So once again, uh, Biden really really hit underwater once again. By just terrible, terrible fucking just odds, you know? Terrible odds that he would take shit like that to, um, to, uh, to his home, you know? What a, what an irresponsible person, you know? What a, what an irresponsible fucking, fucking person. Well... A person, a filmmaker, Oliver Stone, is, you know, is slamming the the environmental movement. Why? 
because over their destructive actions on nuclear. You know, the environmental movement's stance on nuclear power is wrong and derailed the sector's development. You know, during an interview at the, you know, World Economic Forum on Davos, who's made a literal documentary called Nuclear Now, passion comes from the fact that it's my children, hopefully grandchildren soon, who was, uh, you know, but who, what are they going to do? It's going to be a miserable existence if we have worse and worse hurricanes, fires, droughts, it's frightening. We had the solution, and the environmental movement, to be honest, just derailed it. I think the environmental movement did a lot of good. A lot of good. Not knocking it, but in this one major matter, it was wrong. And what they did was so destructive, because now we would have 10,000 nuclear reactors built around the world, and we would have set an example like France set for us, but no one followed. Um, yeah, no, he, he's not, not wrong. I mean, seriously, nuclear power literally was the solution. And then, like, the Soviet Union, like, fucked it pretty much. And a little bit of Japan, too, and a few other, like, little, like, things that happened. Kind of fucked it for everybody. I would just like to remind you that the way nuclear has been painted over, like, the last, like, while has been such a negative light. Nuclear is actually a fan fantastic fantastic energy source that is literally carbon free and produces so much power that's why uh, what is it nuclear fusion is what people are really hoping for but the main issue with nuclear fusion is we really won't be able to put it really on the market until like into like the 2030s maybe all the way to 2040 and with nuclear fusion it, it, it's literally unlimited like free energy like if we get to the point where nuclear fusion just becomes a thing and becomes, like, mainstream, dude, there won't be blackouts anymore, basically. Like, unless that plant goes down, like, there will not be that many blackouts. As well as the fact that energy, like, your electricity bill, it's, it's, it's gonna be non-existent, practically. Like, they're gonna literally get to a point where, like, like, it's just gonna be, like, an infinite hole of just money being burned because... The energy is so cheap to produce that it's practically free. Like, that's how that's how basically efficient the energy system could get with nuclear fusion. And all this time, instead of being so anti-nuclear for the past, like, almost 20-plus years, instead of being so anti-nuclear from these different disasters happening, we could have literally, literally been making this go by so much quicker so that we could have this technology significantly, significantly faster. But instead, we decided to drag our feet and, you know, be like, ah, oh, you know, solar panels and wind turbines, they're going to be the, they're the energy of the future. You know, we're, we're going to, we're really going to power the world by solar panels and wind turbines. It'll be great. And everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, you're not. You would need so many wind turbines in order to just make that happen. That it's just not gonna fucking happen. Nuclear was the key to go. And now... Now it is not. You know, for, for so many out there, they dislike it. And really, I think the tune should be changed on nuclear energy. As it could very well be the future. Well, Republicans over in Congress are uh, introducing a 
legislation to protect the uh, protect Mount Rushmore from being renamed or being uh, destroyed. The bill comes as you know, Native Americans and others have protested the National Memorial in South Dakota because you know, of course, you know it's it's all on stolen land. But you see here, here I mean, okay, so here's the issue, right? So stealing land is really hard to say because at this point, let's just be real honest, like, stealing land here in America is the most silly thing. It's conquered, you idiot. It's just, we conquered it. We just fucking conquered it, okay? Like, your little, your little bows and arrows couldn't stand up to the fucking muskets and other shit that we brought and the technology we had, and we just fucking conquered it, okay? And you know what? Fuck every single person who tries to tell you, oh, the Native Americans, they're just such peaceful people. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. I fucking bet they're all peaceful fucking people. You know, they're, they're, you know, greeting each other with the most respectful shit. Yeah, no, bunch of bullshit. Yeah, no, multiple amounts of the land all over the U.S., was owned by different tribes at one point. You know what happened to those fucking tribes? They got fucking conquered and made extinct. Okay? There are tribes out there that are made up of tri of people and, like, you know, children from other tribes that just keep going and going. Okay, that's how many tribes were here, and now a lot of them are fucking gone. So don't try to tell me that they weren't conquering each other and stealing others' land all the time. And by the way, the literal people who owned, who owned Mount Rushmore's land where it currently sits in Black Hills, South Dakota, which I, I've, I've been, I've visited them before. I literally have a picture with me and my dad standing below them with them in the background. Okay, I've been there before. The literal land that it sits on, by the way, there is literally like a full on like amount of money. And I think the last time I heard about how much money is like in that sort of treasury that's being held by like the US government it's like billions upon billions of dollars and they just they don't want it because all they really want is the land back and I'm gonna be real honest real real fucking honest I'm sure if we tried we could actually find a better rock to actually put Mount Rushmore on to make it an actual like finished monument Okay, Mount Rushmore is the only monument in the entirety of, like, U.S. history that really doesn't make much sense, okay? The entire project was started and was fully, you know, made by the one dude, and, like, it was just never finished. Like, they did, they, they, they got the heads finished, and then I think it was, like, I think it's like either World War One or World War Two came up. I think it was World War One. World War One came up and that put a pause in like the plans and then funding kinda like dried up for a while. And then eventually the literal fucking architect who was working on the whole project fucking died. And so that's when the project was just never picked back up. Never to be finished again. The entire whole thing with like Mount Rushmore was you were supposed to be able to go inside of the heads. Or, like, it was meant to be where the actual, like, document, like, very important U.S. documents would be held there. Like, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. There was literally meant to be a hall of records 
in the heads that was never finished. And also the rock they carved it into, like the heads, support for that kind of room would just not be possible. Whenever you look at a picture of Mount Rushmore, all of those like rocks in front of it, that's not like just for, you know, like decoration, like that's meant to be there. No, that's all just rubble from when they blew out parts of the rock to then make the thing. So believe me, does Mount Rushmore look cool? Yes. But is it the, like, just weirdest monument, kinda? Yeah, because it's one of the only unfinished monuments that no one's ever gone and finished. And it's one of those things that I look at and I just go, maybe we should find some better rocks to put them on so that maybe we could have, like, an actual, maybe, like, museum inside the heads. You know, something actually cool instead of you just... You can see the shed, or you can see the, not shed, but the heads, and you can see, like, some of the other history that's around in the area, and that's really about it. Like, I'm gonna be real honest, the entire, like, driving across the entirety of South Dakota, which is what we had to do in order to get to Mount Rushmore, it is, like, the most ghost towns of ghost town areas, okay? Like, there was nothing for just miles but you could go to sleep and wake up in the backseat of the car and you wouldn't be able to tell like, really the difference between the land you saw the last time you were awake and the new time you were awake. So it was crazy, to say the least. And I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm in full support of protecting Mount Rushmore. It's just, I would rather the monument be built somewhere else at this point. Not even because I want to give the land back. I would just like to see the monument actually be finished instead of just be unfinished. So, yeah. Crazy how that would work, you know? Maybe a better, more suitable rock. Uh, of course, another bill being put forward by uh, by Matt Gates, who, you know, proposed. Donald Trump be Speaker of the House, which would have been funnier than all hell, and I would have loved to have been. Um, well, uh, he, he posed a bill to uh, completely get rid of the ATF, and yes, pass it, do it, let's, I don't even want to read it. I, I, I already, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. If you are a representative in Congress and you're a Republican, and you don't vote for getting rid of the ATF, um, you're not Republican at all, okay? The ATF, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and they're they're a bureau that's basically just only for like firearms. Like the other stuff, they really do not care. I mean, the proposal has likely no chance to become a law, but I'm just saying, let's get rid of it, okay? Let's let's just get rid of the ATF. I'm all for it. I am all for getting rid of the ATF. That that sounds like a great, great, great fucking thing. So, uh, yes. As well as uh, the fact that uh, Senator Joe Manchin is, um, uh, well, he, he's um, literally talking about how, uh, you know, he wants to you know, actually put some budget, like, spending cuts, because, you know, uh, you know, like most, uh, most people around the, uh, country, uh, he has noticed that we have a bit of a, a debt problem, 
I know that that's crazy for a lot of people to understand that the U.S. would have a have a debt problem. Yeah, so that, that's that's interesting because we did hit our debt cap or like limit, and uh, I don't think it's going to be raised uh, any any time soon. So, well, that's uh that's great to to see. So hopefully we can make some progress on uh, that front. And well, in a news that should excite every Instagram e thoughtery girl or whatever, Instagram is uh, apparently is is apparently they're gonna allow uh, Facebook and Instagram may allow transgender and non-binary users to flash their bare breast, but women who were born female and who are eager to free the nipple are of course out of luck. Yeah, so apparently, apparently there might be, like, some sort of, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm gonna be real, real honest here, they're all just gonna start being, like, um, um, they're all just gonna claim that they're non-binary, and, uh, they, they're literally just gonna, they're, they're literally just gonna be showing their tits, alright, they're all going to be claiming that they are uh, they are they are non-binary. Like the amount of the amount of like women who aren't really non-binary but are going to go to being non-binary once they uh, once like this this change happens, they are all non-binary now. Okay, they're all non-binary because they're going to be pushing the grain for just showing off their tits. All over Instagram. So if you already thought that Instagram was one of the horniest fucking platforms on the planet. And is a platform that I, still in the year 2023, really don't understand why it exists. Then, um, well, for all of you horny fuckers out there. Well, uh, Instagram, I guess, will get even better for you. So, congrats, I, I guess. All of you. Cause I I don't I, I don't use Instagram at all. And well, the New York Times is um really really trying to tell us something. Men should wear more pink. Um, I mean, here's the thing: what what kind of pink? Like hot pink? Like I mean, listen. I'm a guy who loves colors, okay? If you know me in real life, you know I, I love colors, okay? I get easily distracted by pretty colors, okay? I, I am, I'm a child in that act, okay? Uh, like, you, you wonder why I watch, like, anime, okay? It's literally for colors, okay? My keyboard is rainbow. I've got RGB fucking RAM in the computer next to me, okay? My computer is fucking puking rainbow, practically, like I have so much just colors. Okay? I I've literally I've literally started wearing more colors in the shirts that I buy now. I don't just buy like always just black. Like right now I'm literally wearing a sweater that like if you were to see me in it, which maybe someday you will when I if this show continues to work out, then I will literally be like wearing this show and be like I mean, th this is the dude I'm listening to, and he's he's wearing, like, 
you know, this kind of like a sweater for like his show? And I'd be like, yeah, I am. So like, I love colors. I do. I love color. I, I love color a lot. And I literally had one of the pairs of headphones. I own a lot of headphones. One of the fucking pairs of headphones I own is pink. Okay. You could ask people that know me in real life. I've literally had like my own parents walk in the room I, like when I used to be like a console gamer and I, I used like pink head I, I use pink headphones. They're literally the razor cracking pink headphones. They don't have like the cat ears on them, but they literally are pink. Like they are so pink. At one point in time, I was literally like one of my favorite colors is pink. Okay, like on my on my windows, alright, literally the accent color is pink pink okay I, I i like pink i do i think it's a really gorgeous color so i'm not against wearing more pink it's just like you know me as like a human being and like the fashion i wear pink just doesn't work i i i know i know but on me pink just doesn't work like maybe even like what i'm wearing with this sweater maybe for some people it doesn't work in terms of, you know, what I wear, I just, I, 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 you know, I can't stop wearing it. So, it's so fucking comfy. It's just so fucking comfy, okay? So, but, you know, keep, keep telling me, New York Times. I'll, I'll, maybe, maybe someday I'll listen. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe when they actually make a, uh, a thing of pink that maybe will look good on me, then, you know what, maybe, maybe then... I will fully go ahead and, you know, uh, really, really was, uh, really, really will be what I would wear. I'd wear it all the time, especially if it's comfy. Well, apparently, uh, obviously, uh, we all know about the, at this point, the Tesla going off the cliff out in California from the doctor that was trying to kill his whole family. Well, it seems that, um... Basically, when it's been looked at by, you know, some different experts in sort of the field of, like, transportation, and, well, you know, in a statement, basically, the driver probably under, uh, underestimated how safe a vehicle could be, which provided us hope for vehicle safety. As literally, the person literally said, the, the reason why all of them survived was practically due to a combination of just sheer luck and that the Tesla was actually just built like a solidly built car. So, I mean, that I mean that's just crazy. By the way, uh, if you really want to know how they figured out um if you really want to know why like they figured out that pretty much the doctor was trying to kill his family is because they could tell from like the car's own systems that no that he didn't ever try to like hit the brake like the accelerator was literally still going when they were going off the cliff so yeah it, it wasn't like a oh my god you know like he you know it's like something bad happened like some sort of system failed and like on like autopilot or whatever and then he went over the cliff and like he hit the brake no that's that's how they figured it out if you ever wanted to know yeah, no, I mean, seriously, I mean, even after, despite the violent impact, the vehicle's integrity remains surprisingly intact. A feat that may be explained by the vehicle's strong roof. The occupants still had survival space, which is remarkable, 
He also cited the battery's role in protecting the family from further harm because they contributed uh, contributed to the uh, vehicle's low center of gravity, which helped keep the car upright instead of, you know, flipping them. So, yeah. So, clearly, uh, you know, it clearly was, you know, pretty, 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 uh, pretty solid. Solidly built if this is, a. Uh, the kind of surviving that uh that uh that they did so yeah well before we get into our of course absolute just cringe of uh tiktok stuff of course i bring you stuff from minnesota where this clip has been making the rounds on uh line a few days ago where a uh, Minnesota House representative had uh, this to say about um, about uh, about people in uh, menstruating. I would encourage uh, the community to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons: um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender-neutral bathrooms, and if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, we need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, there are obviously less um, non-female menstruating students, and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we, we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, and that brings me to the, just the social emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate, um, face a greater stigma and barrier um, to asking for these products. And so providing them in an easily accessible place um, in all student bathrooms is particularly important for those students. Um, how about just we don't waste money on pointless shit, you know? How about how about how about that? Have you ever have you ever thought about have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about the fact that no matter you know what these you know people who are trans you know tra trans women try to do they they can't actually menstruate because that's just not scientifically possible. I mean unless you know you decide that you just really want to like stick something out there to make yourself bleed every month. I really don't see how it's possible. But, uh, you know, human stupidity, you know, we're going to make the dinosaurs look like geniuses with how just utterly stupid we are, you know? Like, they lasted millions, we only lasted a hundred, hundreds of thousands of years. So, truly, we're pretty fucking disappointing. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Neanderthals even lasted at least, like, you know, a few million so, before they got to us. So, just imagine just how painful it would be, like, if, like, we go extinct, and, like, Neanderthals lasted longer than we do, and we consider them real fucking dumb. So, crazy, to say the least. Well, of course, let's get into our final segment of the day. Let's just jump right into the first one. As a non-binary person who uses they-them pronouns, here are three things that you can do when you misgender somebody. Number one, 
apologise, but not too much. Number two, very quickly correct yourself using the right pronouns. And number three, move on from the conversation. I know that misgendering is going to happen um, because of my non-binary pronouns, and so I'm not a he, him, or a she, her, and so as society moves on, hopefully that will get less frequent, but I know that things are going to happen, so I'm not going to berate you for it as long as you correct yourself, um, and it's as easy as that, really. No, that does sound very easy. You know, you know what I realize is that so much of our life becomes this convenient thing, but the only thing that doesn't become convenient is having to remember so many fucking people's stupid-ass pronouns. Okay, I, I swear to you, like, if these assholes get the, get their way, it'll be like the future where, like, you have, like, a brain chip and, like, your fucking eyes can, like, read people's, like, pronouns and then, like, people can update them on, like, the daily so then you don't even have to ask. You can just see, like, above their head just their pronouns so then you know how to address them. Like, they're there's way too many goddamn people that identify as this shit to remember each individual fucking person's goddamn pronouns. Like, I ain't got time for this shit. Bro, most people practically forget, like, guys out there. Every guy understands that we forget even, like, anniversaries. You want us to remember goddamn pronouns of people? And you, you want me to remember, like, like... No one's gonna remember shit, bro. No one. No one is gonna remember anything. As you're just a random stranger in their life. You you mean nothing to them. Unless you become friends, you're just another fucking cog in the machine. All right. Let's uh. Let's see. What what else do we have? Period poverty doesn't just affect women. Two spirits, trans men, non-binary people, and genderqueer people can all have periods. No, they can't. And arguably, period poverty may be higher in these populations. Here's why. You ever seen a tampon dispenser or a box of free tampons in a men's bathroom? No, because it's called the men's bathroom. Unless your fucking urethra is that goddamn wide, there is no need for a tampon box in the men's restroom. Let's keep it that way. Okay? The men's restroom already gets messy enough. I don't need to see bloody tampons in the goddamn boys' bathroom. Okay, the boys' bathroom already most of the time has paper towels every fucking there. And I don't think, you know, giving tampons in the fucking bathroom is a good idea. I know, so shocking a revelation for absolutely fucking no one. What about a period aisle not labeled feminine hygiene? Um, that's because only females have periods. Or pink boxes all around it. Periods can be a really tough... Whoa, are you saying pink boxes are only for female? Like, is a feminine color? Wow. Fuck, is sexist much? Tough and dangerous time for people that aren't cisgender women. So if you're donating period products or putting them out in your workplace or school, make sure they're in all bathrooms. Or at least that all people have access to these products. Because blood has no gender, baby. Y yeah, yeah. Well, that's true, but blood also is not... That's not how periods work. They're, they're not yeah yeah you know what also the the eggs do in fact have a gender and they do have a place called home and it's called the ovary and you have those and like you're born with them and so like you know you kind of yeah you, you know you, you kind of need those i mean I, so you know whatever Whatever. We, we continue to move on. You know, we can't make rational thoughts of it out of out of everyone.
Alright, what, what's next? People are really out here saying that trans Chuchi is the inferior product. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say the word Chuchi? Come on, everybody knows it's Coochie. Come on. Come on. Get, get with the fucking program. Chuchi? What the fuck's a Chuchi? Chuchu train? What am I? What am I, like five? Chattanooga Chuchu? If you get that, you, you're you a real one. Um, product? I'm sorry. We have the designer expensive bougie coochie. Like no, 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 no. I mean, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No. I don't even have to have sex to tell you that that's just wrong. Like, I'm fully willing to admit complete fucking virgin. Never dated a female in his life. And I can damn well tell you that this is so full of shit. Um, imagine just dating, a, like, a real person with, like, a fleshlight for a fucking vagina. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Okay, faux vagina is just a fucking fleshlight, except there's a living being attached to it. Like, that's what I'm pretty sure just a faux vagina is. And, you know, I've come up with a solution to both of these problems... And, uh, truly one day, maybe, uh, it'll be my, be my company. I'll start an industry of Like, you're telling me if someone says, would you like this free paper bag that came with my groceries? Or, would you like this $35,000 bag? You're taking the designer Birkin, babe. Like, seriously, you're just mad because trans girls don't want to put trash like you in our designer bags. No, it's just called your designer bag is cheap shit made from China that's then upsold like shit. Bro, your pussy is like a goddamn fucking, uh, what is it, hydro flask water bottle. You find out that it's just, you know, mass-produced water bottles that are then upsold as like a brand thing. And I own a hydro flask. Not, not like the ones that you see like all the white girls on, but I do in fact own a hydro flask for my work. So, take that as you will. So, um, yeah. What sucks is the background has so much color, and yet, disappointment still prevails. Alright, what, what, uh, what, what's next? This is Cypress, and Clown mentioned not having people use clown or clown self-pronouns for clown, and so in this situation... That's because clown is an actual fucking clown. For thinking that somebody would go around using clown fucking pronouns because that's some real clownery. I'm sorry, I'll stop. I would make sure that I exclusively use clown pronouns to talk about Cyprus, so Cyprus knows that I see clown self for who clown is, and I want clown to be hearing those pronouns. Yeah, sounds like a real clown. You know? That sounds like a real fucking clown. I swear we're we're we're, we're really in the uh, we're really in the um, we're really 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 in just the absolute just end of humanity and just the amount of clowns that we have. All right. What 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 could possibly be worse than talking about how you're a fucking clown? Can we stop, like, normalizing people being late? Like, it's not cute, it's not funny, it's not a... When y'all are ready to learn about the connections between this 
this and the white American cultural norm with obsessing over being on time? Uh, um, no, be being on time is just good, good, like, it's a, it's just a good fucking idea. What? How the fuck is being on time to shit white supremacist? That would basically mean that the entirety of fucking Japan is just a whole bunch of just Asian supremacists, I guess. I don't know if you know this, but being on time to something, very important to Japanese culture. I don't see many people complaining about that. Oh, I know, because it's like, thing anywhere else. Thing in Japan. <gasps> you know, is it's one of those fucking moments. No, no, no. Being on time to shit is just being on fucking time to shit. Like, it's be being able to manage your fucking time properly. Like, I leave, like, for the average worker, may for some of you out there, it would be too early even for, like, the job that I go to. Like, keep in mind, I go to work every single day, besides, like, one day per week, at 7.30 in the morning. My job isn't until 8 o'clock. The literal, you know, amount of time it normally takes for me to get to work is around, like, maybe at most, like, you know, 7 or about, maybe, at, depending on the speed I go on, like, the interstate, Maybe like 10, depending on traffic, like 10 to 14 minutes in total. So I get there like in the 40s range. And some people would be like, man, you're really showing up for work kind of kind of early there. And I just go, yeah, but I, I just really want to be on time. You know, being early to stuff is just always something that I've, you know, always tried to do for most of my life. You know, being early, being early is never a bad thing. Being on time makes you look significantly better than being late all the time. As being late to shit all the time makes you look real irresponsible and makes you look like a bit of a fucking dickhead and that you don't care. Please let me know. Please. Because as someone who is black, queer, has ADHD, and studies African American history and culture, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's gonna be so much fun. But, you know, until then, we could just keep acting like that's a completely harmless opinion that has no historical context whatsoever. That, because it doesn't, it really doesn't. Being on time to shit is just called good fucking behavior. Okay, you know, how there, there are two different ways if you can figure out if someone's a psychopath or not. And if it's, they think that not being, that being on time to shit it is a bit of an issue, and then, you know, and then people who don't put back their grocery carts at, at, at stores, okay? This is how you figure them out of who they are, and we found, we found another one. So, good job, people. Keep it up. All right. Two more. Two more First for today. First, I want to say that anybody can have no pronouns. Okay, now we're really going off the fucking deep end. Now we can have no pronouns? Whether you're agender, non-binary, or just no pronouns align with you, you can use no pronouns. Now, what that actually means... Now, how do, you, how do you describe someone? means. This means instead of using any pronouns to describe this person, you would be using their full name. That sounds like a pain in the ass, and certain sentences just would not work that way. I'll use myself for an example. Knowing my pronouns are they, them, you would say, oh, they went to the store and then they recorded some TikToks. But if I were to use no pronouns, I would say, 
oh, Rachel went to the store and then Rachel recorded some TikToks. Some folks who use no pronouns will also sort of abbreviate their name to create their own pronoun. I'll provide an example. For myself, perhaps I decide that I want my pronoun to be Ray because Rachel is too long for me to say sometimes. Then I would say, Ray went to the store and then Ray recorded some TikToks. That way I'm still not using any pronouns that exist or any gendered pronouns. Instead, I'm almost using my own nickname as a pronoun. Does that make sense? First, I want to say that- No, because it sounds like a bunch of clownery. I, I'm, I'm just letting you know, people. All right. Last one for the day. I mean, what what could be worse than just being like no no pronouns? Hey y'all. So, recently walking to and fro from my job, I am now starting to get identified as them presenting to the point where people call me ma'am or people call me like miss or things like that. And then they hear your voice and they go, "Oh, terribly sorry, sir." And it's still wrong, because I'm non-binary, but there's, like, a real fun, like, chaotic part of that where I can respond in a way that makes them go, what? Because I'll intentionally, like, lower my voice, and they'll be like, excuse me, ma'am, can you help me out with this? I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and I think my gender is the emotions of straight people being utterly confused like i just want to instill chaos and like that's my pronouns that's my gender that's my identity that's my sexuality it gives me all the euphoria to cause fuckery so yeah i just wanted to say that <laughs> well i mean i'm glad we could really let it out of the bag of what so many of you just want to do i mean practically it's just it's just the lgbtq trolls at this point trolling us with their with their weird shit where they just go oh this is this is like normal for you people oh well then we gotta push it a little bit further and, and sometimes they push a little too hard and then they gotta recreate back up again so yeah well that is gonna do it for today's show of course if you did enjoy and you haven't already follow over on twitter and true social subscribe wherever you are listening check out the sub stack and I will see you guys on Monday for a hopefully actual full week or full-ish week, hopefully, of the Political Panda program. And I'll see you on Monday.